So we will start by taking the precepts. Aham Bhante Tisarinasamanagatang Uposate silang Dhammanya chami Anugang katawa Silang dita me bhante Tadiyampi Aham bhante Tisarinanasa Atanga samanagatang Uposate silang Dhammanya chami Anugang katawa Silang dita me bhante yamang vanami tang badita namodasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Buddhang saranange chami Dhammang saranange chami Sanghang saranange chami Turiyampi Buddhang saranange chami Dhammang saranange chami Sanghang saranange chami Tadiyampi Buddhang saranange chami Dhammang saranange chami Sanghang saranange chami Tisarinagamanang paripunang Panatipata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Sura Mereya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikala Bojana Musavada Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Musavada 
Vikalabojana Vedamani Sikapadang Samadhyami Nachagita Vadita Visukadasana Malagandha Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Vedamani Sikapadang Samadhyami Uchasayana Mahasayana Vedamini Sikapadang Samadhyami Now for sharing the merits Idang Mesilang Asavakayang Vangutu Idang Mepunyang Nibbanas Pachyautu Idang Mepunyang Sabasatanang Bagimi Tesabe Mesamang Punyabagang Rabantu Sadu 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 So first, I would like to, to start with uh, saying, I forgot who said that, but uh, anyway, it's a reflection that uh, we uh, should have all together. And uh, it goes like that. He says, uh, in our life, if there, has been, if there had been not a cause for which we would have been ready to die, then that means we have not lived. So in our life, if there had not been a cause, a purpose, or something that took us to the heart by which we were ready to die, so much important it would have been, then that means uh, we didn't have uh, enough, I mean, enough intensity for the life. This is the meaning. So that means uh, if we didn't have a purpose, a really strong purpose that, that took us to heart, the, a real ideal or a real goal, then uh, the life will have been meaningful, mi- meaningless. So the meditation shall bring us to back to what is most essential and meaningful to our life. So we have to make our goal ourselves and create our own way to reach it. What the Buddha, or what the Buddhist texts, they say about that. So, uh, you know, but uh, I will take a quotation from that uh, that is very common. And uh, this is the search for enlightenment. When the Buddha started this search, you know, when he started to uh, 
to question life and then was motivated uh, to go and renounce the, the life. What was his purpose and what was the motivation that was behind that? So here they say, you know, in the text that easy, you can find that easily. Uh, because before my enlightenment, while I was still only a non-enlightened bodhisattva, I too, being myself subject to birth, sought what was also subject to birth, being myself subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilements, I sought what was also subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilements. Then I considered thus, why, being myself subject to birth, do I seek what is also subject to birth? Why, being myself to, subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilement, do I seek what is also subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilement? Suppose that, being my, myself subject to birth, having understood the danger in what is subject to birth, I seek the unborn, supreme, security from bondage, Nibbana. Suppose that being myself subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow and defilement, having understood the danger in what is subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow and defilement, I, see, I seek the unaging, unailing, deathless, sorrowless and undefiled supreme security from bondage, Nibbana. So from there, then he, they say that uh, that he, he shaved his uh, he shaved his hair and then he went out. You know, he left out his palace, and then he went out to search for uh, for for the meaning to go uh, and find something that was uh, behind uh, those uh, uh, signs of uh, sickness and and aging and all that to death. Um, So, also in, an, in another, another text, they say, you know, uh, regarding when he was uh, meditating or at a certain point when he was uh, uh, doing his, uh, his practice, uh, you know that uh, he said, he said, okay, uh, he said, uh, I am ready to have my bones drying up and my skin uh, dry up and uh, then I will not leave my seat until I reach enlightenment. So this is the strong determination that he had. He was ready to give up his life to have his bones dry up and his skins dry up. So before uh, you reach that point, we are not interested to have your uh, bones and uh, the skin dry up. Uh, today we will talk about balancing the faculties and also balancing our practice. So uh, first, we need to have a, a kind of orientation towards we towards what we we want to achieve, and also to towards uh, something to relate to in order to to balance our energy. So samadhi, sama samadhi needs to come together with uh, uh, the all the uh, seven uh, path factors 
And one, one pointedness of mind, that's it, that is Sama Samadhi, is part of the Eightfold Noble Path. So the Sama Samadhi is not uh, coming without uh, the rest of the Eightfold Noble Path of uh, Sila, Samadhi and Panya. So the Samadhi has the purpose of bringing together all the mental qualities. It equals to harmony and togetherness. So with samadhi, we can uplift our mind, and then we have uh, we have the mind put together, and the mind is one-pointed. So to samadhi also there are many facets, like many meditation subjects, uh, by which we can exercise our mind in order to have that uh, balance and orientation towards uh, directing our uh, energy. So for example, we can meditate on metta or on death meditation, on Buddha Nusati, or Dhammanusati, or generosity, or about the Sangha, and about peace, and things like this. So this week there was uh, somebody who said to me that uh, uh, she had come here to learn how to meditate. I think that's very good. And uh, this should be our purpose, because we can learn about methods, huh? we can learn about techniques, and this is what we are giving. You go to someone and they can teach you uh, methods and techniques. But how to meditate, how to put these techniques and methods into practice, this is something that has to come from ourselves. Uh, this is something also that we are learning by practice. And this is... Uh, what should be our goal here. And by the way, it took Buddha six intensive years of practice to come to some realization. So it didn't come at once. And uh, he really gave, a, he, he really gave a, a good deal of uh, effort to, uh, to achieve what he, wa what he wanted to uh, achieve. So like any uh, art, you know, like dance or music or uh, medicine or any craft, you have some you have some uh, techniques that are associated to that. Uh, but the techniques are just the tools to to achieve uh, the art itself. And uh, the same thing with meditation, we are learning methods and techniques. And but actually, it has to become an art, an art of living, but also an art of uh, of uh, being uh, being peaceful. Because if we are not peaceful, then it is difficult to make uh, our life uh, harmonized and peaceful. So to learn about method, already you, you have been given, I mean, you have been also practicing uh, probably many types of method, and now you are practicing anapanasati and uh, the four elements and other things. So uh, these are the method. But uh, to learn about ourselves, then we need to know how to adjust uh, our uh, faculties in regard to our objective. And this is the balance.
So there are many ways. Really, I don't know. I, there are so many things that uh, it's difficult to to organize and to say. Okay, now where do we start to to explain that? Because all the factors are combined. All the the factors are interrelated. So where to start? Then eventually we can enlob many things, like uh, including in the included in the in in our path. So now I will start with the five controlling faculties, the the five indriyas, as you. No, so we will review them uh, together. And uh, they are, the first one is fate, sadda. And then the second one is energy, vidya. Then the third one is sati, mindfulness. The fourth one is uh, samadhi, concentration. And the fifth one is panya, wisdom. So here we are dealing with five faculties. And they are, co- they, they are called faculties because uh, they are ruling Indra, Indriya. So they are ruling our mind. Because of that, uh, f- because of that purpose, we, we call them the faculties. And because of their predominance, having them uh, as the ruler, then all the other uh, mental states and mental uh, concomitant would follow uh, them. So that's why they need to be balanced. So the first one of fate, sadda, is a very important factor. But if we, if we have too much sadha, then uh, it can unbalance uh, and uh, weaken the other four uh, factors of the, uh, of the indriyas. So there are many examples about fate. Hmm? So when we do something, when we believe, when we are convinced, when uh, we we are trusting and uh, confident about it, then this is fate. In fate, there is no way that uh, we are questioning and doubting and. Uh, putting into perspective, we just do it because we believe in that. So with the meditation, it's the same thing. We have a meditation uh, subject. So we need to, to have faith in that. We need to believe and we need to trust that uh, that meditation subject is going to uh, give us the results that uh, we are aiming at. Mm? We need to, to have full confidence in what uh, we are directing our mind to. This is one thing. Uh, if we don't have confidence that Anapanasati or the meditation we are practicing is going to, good, to bring results, then uh, we are not going to succeed. And if we are always questioning uh, the, the validity of, of the meditation, it is the same thing. We are not going to, uh, to succeed. And this is one thing. So the other aspect also is, uh, is about ourselves. Mm. We think uh, uh, the meditation is good and uh, it brings results, but I am not fit for that, or I will never succeed in it. And uh, then you get discouraged because you, t- you don't have faith in yourself. So those are to do the two aspects. We need to have faith in t- towards what we are involving ourselves, and we need to have, have faith in ourselves, the commitment that we are ready to, uh, to give to it.
So faith actually is conviction. But also faith is a inspiration. And with the inspiration we get the aspiration. So it brings together uh, an aspect of ideal, an aspect of goal, that's something we want to realize, and also an aspect of, uh, of uh, uplifting the mind, the, the aspiration, the inspiration that uh, the object is, uh, or the, the goal is, uh, is uh, giving to us. Here I would like just to suggest uh, uh, something that, uh, like, there are so many things about faith. You know about faith. Hmm? You know about the object of faith. So I would like to, I would like to you to to, uh, to reflect just a few minutes in silence. And uh, and uh, the example that I will suggest to you is, uh, you can take a break. Hmm? You can take a break, and. Uh, and then you can think that uh, you are on the top of a mountain. Hmm? Because the top of mountains uh, are very inspiring for many of us. Why? Because we see very far, huh? and then we are not limited, limited to ourselves. We have a huge horizon. We are in touch with the sky, and then we forget about this, uh, those problems that are taking us deep into the, uh, the worries of life and the worries of the earth. Hmm? So on the mountain top, we have a huge view, and then the perspective is very different than when we are inside the, the well. There are some places, like in the in monastery in the east, where uh, where the, sometimes when they have mountain, then they always put the uh, uh, some meditation uh, things there, like a pagoda, or they will put also meditation halls, or they will place to meditate and very often people will will uh, gather uh, in these uh, submit they, they will gather in in this place as a community and then they will do meditation together or they will discuss together or they will do something together but uh, the fact that uh, the place is so elevated it brings a, it brings a sense of uh, it brings a much space into the uh, uh, into our mind so now, for just for a, a few minutes, think that you are on top of a mountain and think also that the whole world is yours. Now there is no worries and no problems. You fly in the space. So when you look at the world, when you look at the vast horizon that is presenting to us, what do you want to do? What are you aspiring to? What is your motivation to keep on going down in this world and do something? What is calling you? What is in your guts? Why are you born? Why do you want to live? Hmm? Our motivation is all different. We are all different purpose. But in each of us there is something that is attracting, something that is uh, passionate, something that is uh, make us, making us uh, wanting to live. Sometimes we forget because we get so much caught up in the turmoil of uh, busyness and activities that uh, these ideals and 
uh, aspiration are, are put in the drawer and uh, we are just uh, contenting ourselves with, uh, with the superficial, superficial things that uh, the activity of the life is uh, distracting us with. So come back to your goal, come back to your aspiration and to your wish that you want to achieve. So once you have that aspiration and that goal, then there is no doubt you want to achieve it. And there is no doubt also that you will achieve it because you want it. So if you don't achieve it or if you don't put some effort to achieve the goal, then you feel that you are not alive. So whether you achieve it or not, this is what you want to do. So that wish and that strong desire we should put it back in our meditation, because meditation is the way that we are getting in touch again with our aim, without, with our uh, purpose and ideals. And meditation also is going to help us to discipline our mind and then also to, to clarify our, uh, uh, our, our uh, vision, clarify our means and clarify everything that will, uh, that will put the things together. So, so now you are all here and, uh, and then you are meditating. So the aspect of faith, hmm? the aspect of faith is something that uh, we have to find for ourselves. There are many stories in the, in the books, you know, they talk about uh, many things that, that, that the faith is so strong that uh, it, it makes uh, people lift in the air or many things that are uh, really astonishing. So this is the power of the mind. This is the power of enthusiasm. Hmm? So faith has an aspect of uh, enthusiasm. Do you know what is the meaning of enthusiasm? It comes from the Greek, and uh, it is a word that is connoted with uh, theos, that means God. And the meaning is that uh, to be possessed with God. Hmm? to be possessed with gods, God, gods in the, pure, uh, in the plural, because the Greek were believing in many gods. So when we are enthusiastic, we are full of gods, we are full of light, we are full of uh, that type of uh, sparkle that makes us alive. So faith is bringing that type of enthusiasm, and that enthusiasm we should always have it when we are living and also when we are practicing our meditation. If this is fading, then we shall light it a little bit. Hmm? So, uh, enthusiasm is connected with faith, and also it is connected with energy. When we are enthusiastic, then there is nothing that is uh, on our way. There is nothing that can, that, that can block us at wanting to achieve the, uh, our goal. So, this is a little bit the aspect of faith. Hmm? So, faith is really important. Are there any other aspects of faith that you are thinking about? Like you have faith in a teacher, or you have faith in a spiritual uh, enlightened person, or you have faith even in uh, somebody who is uh, teaching you, or somebody who is showing you something hmm? in a craft or anything. So the faith is there. So the faith should be there. Huh? 
and the faith is going to give us the energy to achieve our goal. So the second uh, controlling faculty is, uh, is the one of Vidya energy. And uh, so it's a faculty because if we don't have the energy, if we don't have, uh, if we are not making the efforts, then we are not going to achieve our aim. So all the aspects of energy is, uh, is the effort that we put into doing something, physical effort, but mostly the mental effort. And then uh, we see also that, uh, like now I am speaking about the, 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 the five faculties, the five indriya. Now I am at the second one. Vidya, hmm? but also if we c it can be also be connected with the seven uh, enlightenment factors, and uh, after the uh, after the enlightenment f and the f factor of enlightenment of um, effort, then there is the enlightenment factor of pity joy, because. When we are putting effort, when we do our best, and we are always trying to, uh, to, to do our work properly, then there is a lot of joy. So the aspect of joy is a kind of uh, side effect of the effort. So, uh, but it's not uh, one of the controlling faculties, but it comes together with it. After that, the third uh, controlling faculty it is the faculty of uh, concentration or samadhi. So samadhi is a, a one-pointedness of mind. Samadhi is a, is a togetherness, is, a, is unification of the mental properties. And the fifth uh, faculty is the faculty of uh, wisdom, discernment, discrimination, understanding. But actually, I forgot the faculty. Ah, you see, you are you know more than me. So maybe we, maybe one day you will have you you, you can come and <laughs> and have make the the discourse then. It will be a change. So the third faculty is the faculty of mindfulness. Hmm? So we have Sadda, Virya, and then Sati, Samadhi, Panya. So the, th the, the third one, which I skip, is uh, the faculty of mindfulness. And I skipped it because it has to be there all the time. And uh, what I want to come to is that uh, actually there are two sides of the thing. So uh, those five faculties can be divided in two. Huh? And then sati is, has, has to be there all the time. So the two uh, sections that are uh, the, the, the main divisions of, uh, of the f group of five or the group of four is the serenity or, yes, serenity, this is uh, the, the other side. So you have energy and serenity or you have um, effort and uh, calm. So this is like uh, the balance. So we have to, we have to balance those two, uh, two aspects. But also in more detail, uh, we see that the, the faculty of faith has to be balanced with the faculty of uh, wisdom. Because if there is too much faith, then uh, the tendency will be to believe anything or to believe something that is, uh, uh, that is wrong. 
and to believe someone that is also not so good so we can get cheated and then we can get fooled around because we have too much faith we don't have enough discrimination so uh, faith the enthusiasm needs to be uh, combined with the uh, wisdom mm? and uh, the wisdom faculty, the fifth one, has to, com has to be combined also with faith because too much wisdom and too much discrimination and uh, discernment will uh, bring someone to be very crafty and uh, always uh, finding tricks to, uh, to go around and never do anything because uh, the person is so uh, analyzing, he has so much ability to, uh, to discern and that he becomes uh, a little bit... Uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit crooky or something like this. <laughs> so, uh, so it is also the, the the five faculties. They are uh, they can be compared. There are many similes, but here there is the simility a simile of a chariot. So, so, so suppose we have a chariot with five horses. Uh, so the four horses, the the two. The two on each side, they, they, need to, uh, they need to pull the chariot uh, with even energy. And then the mindfulness also uh, has to be there in the middle. So if one uh, horse is pulling more than the other horse, then the, the, the chariot will not, uh, will not uh, go uh, evenly. Then also the... the if we go to the uh, seven enlightenment factors, then it's the same thing. Like it, they are uh, very much uh, parallel. So the first one is sati or mindfulness. Mm? Then the second one is uh, dhamma, which I, uh, the faculty, the uh, the factor of investigation of state. And uh, the f the third one is factor of uh, effort then the third then, then the fourth one sadha, uh, sati then dhamma vichaya then viriya then piti mm? you have a lot of joy then after that uh, samadhi the tranquility and calmness then samadhi and then the, the last one is upekka so although they should be balanced, although also again we can make we can divide those uh, seven uh, factors uh, seven factors into two groups, uh, like the group sati we put aside. Huh? Sati has to be there all the time. Mindfulness has to be there all the time. But uh, the two groups will be one group is the group uh, of energy, the group of effort. So we will have dhamma vichaya, the discrimination of states, then vidya effort and the PT. So those are the sides of, uh, of energy and uh, effort. And uh, the other side, which is uh, counterbalancing uh, that uh, aspect of energy, is pasadi, uh, tranquility, then samadhi, uh, concentration, and the other one is upekka, uh, uh, equanimity. So those two groups eventually uh, are have to be balanced and they have to be equals. But also, uh, they can be developed. So the seven factors of enlightenment, sometimes we can take only one and, and work 
uh, on that only on, only on one factors and try to uh, uh, to develop it like to develop more uh, energy or to develop more mindfulness or to develop more uh, uh, investigation of state mm? so uh, sometimes also we can see that uh, there is a gradation there. So the first one is mindfulness. So it is starting with mindfulness. We have to be aware of what is now and then also what is in our mind and where we are. And we, we should be very much mindful of the object that is presenting to us now. Or the object that is presenting to us when we want to, uh, to be aware of. So mindfulness is the first one. Then after that, the investigation of state. So if we are not able to discriminate and, and to investigate what is going on with our meditation or what is going on towards our life and uh, uh, to be able to analyze and uh, distinguish between good things and bad things or also to be able to distinguish the quality of our mind in, in the sense of uh, balancing the faculty. So what is the aspect of the mind that is balancing the faculties? It is the uh, the factor of discrimination of states the factor of dhamma which yeah this is what is going to uh, to see if we need to put more effort or if we need to calm down a little bit so uh, once we have discriminated what w what is good to do and what is not good to do and then we are determined to uh, uh, to do it then the effort is there hmm? so we put we are putting effort into our goal and uh, once the effort is uh, invested, invest, invested enough, then the, the, the pity, the joy also is arising. Also when there is joy and uh, when we are able to uh, maintain a balanced attitude towards the joy, then the, the joy also will bring a lot of calm. So you have the, uh, the fifth one is calm, Pasaddi. And then when the mind is very calm, and also the quality of calm is not uh, uh, too much, then uh, the mind is very concentrated, because the concentration is depending on calm. So the calmness of the mind and the tranquility of the mind brings concentration. So samadhi, so samadhi is clarity, and clarity can happen when the mind is really uh, uh, peaceful. So it's a succession from the calm, then there is concentration. And then when the mind has that uh, clear perception of, uh, of something, then uh, eventually uh, it comes to a state of pure observation. And this is upekka, the equanimity. So, so this has to be with our meditation. We have to... Uh, we have to orient or we have to put uh, our mind on the, our object of meditation and try to balance those faculties or try also to balance the, the, those uh, factors of enlightenment. Another uh, comparison also that is made with, uh, uh, with the text regarding balancing the, uh, the mind is, uh, is uh, about a goldsmith and uh, they compare the, 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 the purification of the mind or they compare, they compare the refinement of the mind to a goldsmith who is working for jewelry and uh, he, that he is uh, trying to melt or to, to, to make uh, the, the gold uh, workable for his, uh, for his purpose. So when the, the, that person is doing his craft, then he puts the gold into a vessel 
and then he puts the vessel on the on the fire and uh, then he has to melt the the metal properly so that he can do whatever he wants to do so when the person is doing that work then sometimes he has to blow wind on the fire so that there is enough heat to warm up the the metal hmm? Sometimes also, when there is too much heat or when the fire is uh, very intense, then he has to calm down and put uh, sprinkle some water on the fire so that uh, the gold does not uh, get burned. And sometimes also, when the, the when the fire is going evenly and everything is fine, then he just has to uh, to observe with equanimity. So they say that the meditator needs to do the same thing. From time to time, from time to time, we need to look at our mind and then to see if uh, we are putting too much effort or if we are too lax. Huh? And also we see, we should see sometimes that if everything is going very fine and we are, everything is very balanced, then just to be able to, to observe. This is a very delicate uh, uh, thing, but uh, this is the perfect balance of the mind is observation. So sometimes when everything is fine, we start, we can start to worry or to think about, uh, well, it's not enough or it's too much. And then we get involved again. Instead of just letting the things go, uh, we get involved and then we, 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 we activate things that don't need to be activated. So the quality of equanimity is very important. So here, with that, uh, with the, the example of the goldsmith, we have three aspects that uh, we need to, to take care from time to time. Mm? So it is uh, uh, effort, then uh, equanimity, and uh, effort, and... Uh, Yeah, and, uh, and samadhi, yes. So, samadhi represents the tranquility of the mind. So, virya is more in the sense of uh, putting forth energy, but samadhi is calmness, but it is different than upekka. So the point is that uh, uh, the point is that uh, we need a point, and uh, the point the, the the point is the object, and uh, this, the, the the object itself uh, is the central point of uh, equilibrium. Like uh, when you go into a canoe, you know, when you go into uh, the canoe in, on the river, then when you put your, your feet in the embarkation, you have to be very careful to put it right in the middle. So you fix a point on the floor of the, of the canoe, and then you hold the canoe by both sides, and then you, you, uh, you, you keep your mind and also you keep uh, your weight uh, equally di distributed on the two sides of the canoe. If it's not, if it's not uh, uh, centered, then you will, uh, you will go uh, in the water. <laughs> so it's the same thing with our mind. 
So we have the objective, no? The object is our objective and the objective is the goal. They say like, uh, what do you think about the five uh, faculties that I just mentioned, the five indriya? Then, uh, what I which, which one is the most important? The sadda, the virya, the sati, the mindfulness, the samadhi or the panya? Do you have an idea? Which one do you think will be the most important one? Yes. So you think sati is uh, the most important thing, but actually uh, the text says, and uh, you can check by yourself if the, if the text is right or not, this is panya. Yes. Because we can be mindful, but if there is no discrimination, then, uh, then everything can go wrong. And here they compare the quality of panya, the, com the, the quality of uh, wisdom, to a cook. And they say that uh, the food without uh, proper preparation is tasteless and it's not really appetizing. But a good cook will know to make something very appetizing, even if the quality of the, of the, uh, of the food is not so excellent. So an excellent cook, a very good cook, will make a dish that will be very uh, attracting and also very uh, nice to eat. So it is the same thing with wisdom. Hmm? The wisdom that we are developing, the wisdom that we are uh, having, is going to make a very uh, good meditation. And our meditation will be very good. And we can make a very nice uh, dish with, uh, with that. So wisdom is very important. So I think you have learned, I mean, by your practice you see much how to balance your faculties. And uh, as you have seen now, I will talk about something else uh, related to the text. As you, as, uh, you probably saw, we, are, uh, uh, we like to, uh, to refer to books. And uh, so now I will refer to a book and uh, I will see how we apply that. This is the Vimuti Maga, a book a little bit similar to the Visuddhi Maga. Mm -hmm. so, uh, here is uh, probably a simile, a simile that uh, you know, but uh, we will uh, we will try to uh, to explore it. And it is the the simile of the bat attendant. You know, in the first jhana, in the text they say that uh, the first jhana, when somebody attains the first jhana. Then uh, it is like a like a bat attendant. So I will read it. Hmm? You can continue to meditate and think a little bit. So, uh, just as a skillful bat attendant or his apprentice heaps up bat powder in a lovely copper vessel, adds water to it, kneads it, and makes it round, saturating it so that it it adheres and does not scatter. Just so a bhikkhu, having calmed his body and mind, produces joy and bliss and lets it evenly moisten and saturate him, in such a way that there is no part of him that is not saturated with it. There is no place in his body or mind that is not saturated with joy and bliss, born of solitude. Like the skillful bad attendant or his apprentice, 
is the yogi. The copper vessel is the Kasina sign. Thus it shall be known. So, you know, in the TV they have the cook and show and you, you see the lady and she's in front of you and she's showing you how to cook. So, uh, I'm not uh, going to show you how to cook, but... Uh, but I want to I want to try and then to see what is the meaning of those words, no? So here we have the vessel. That's a vessel. I don't have a copper vessel, but that's a glass vessel, so that you 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 can see through. Hmm? Here we have the water. And uh, what other ingredients are necessary? Oh yes, the bat powder. The bat powder. I don't know which type of bat powder they were using in those days. So uh, our friend uh, here just bought the, this, you know. <laughs> so I think it, it should do, no? It, it, it has to do with laundry, but we are also kind of uh, laundry things. So, so now they say, so they say that uh, the copper vessel, hmm, the vessel contains the contains the bad powder, which is made fine and bright. So the Cassina signs contain the art and uh, the art, uh, earth, out of which one produces joy, which is soft and pure, therefore bright. Because the mind and the mental proper properties fill the object, the copper vessel is said to be like the Cassina sign. Mind and the mental properties are like the bad powder. This, it should be uh, understood. So here they say that the mind and the mental properties are like the bath powder. What is this? So here it is written anyway. I don't you see the brand, but it is written concentrated. So <laughs> at least <laughs> at, at at least we can hope for some result. <laughs> and also there is a nice lady in back, you know. <laughs> but also what it says here, it says uh, style is an option. <laughs> Clean is not. So that's, that's meaningful. Style is an option, but clean is not. So, <laughs> so the style, actually, we can have all, all, all kind of style. Hmm? But this is the, like the meditation. We can choose our meditation object. Hmm? Whatever, there are many, uh, many objects that can be our uh, uh, focus of, of attention. And also that can be our style, the style of meditating, the style of living. But what is important is not that, it's the cleanliness the cleanliness of our mind. So whatever meditation we are doing, if the mind is getting clear and clear and clean, then that's very good. So I, maybe you can do research if they had been influenced by uh, the Buddhist uh, thinking. <laughs> so we go slowly, no? You are not in a hurry. So I don't know if it's going to work also. Yeah, that's enough. Oh. 
So here is the mind and the, the mind and the mental properties. And this is actually uh, this is the the meditation object, hmm? the casino or the object of anapana or your object of meditation is represented by the ball. So what do they say? What else do they say? They say, as the bad powder, owing to coarseness, does not adhere and is scattered by the wind. Is it so? So the mind and mental properties, when they are separated from joy and bliss, become coarse. And if they are separated from concentration, they do not adhere and are scattered by the wind of the five hindrances. What is this? For example, we'll try. They say, they say the powder is scattered by the wind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they say that the wind is like the five hindrances, and the 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 soap powder is like the mind. So you see the effect of the five hindrances on the on the mind. You are just making a mess. <laughs> so whenever you have five hindrances in your mind, don't expect good things. So I'm sure that the yogi tomorrow morning who is cleaning the hall will be uh, understanding. So therefore it is said that the bad powder is like the mind and the mental properties. What is comparable to water? Namely, joy and bliss and concentration. As water, water moistened renders malleable, makes it sound round, so joy and bliss moisten and render malleable the mind and the mental properties and produce concentration. Therefore, water is like joy and bliss. Like the stirring of the bad powder with water, our initial and sustained application of thoughts. Thus, it should be understood. Mm. So, here we have the mind. The powder, they say, you know, it's a, it's, it's a simile. So, we have to do like the bad attendant. So, any of you is a bat attendant or has knowledge about it? <laughs> so, I will try, no? We are supposed, it's the, the bat attendant or the apprentice is the yogi. So, here I am. Some powder in the bowl and then some water. You see too much water, so if you are if you have too much joy, it's not going to work very well. <laughs> so in that case you put more more powder. <laughs> ah yes, we are going on the right way. So they compare the hand, huh? 
they compare the hand with the initial application of the mind and sustained application of the mind. This is so this is vitaka vichara. So with vitaka and vichara, the the mind is putting the mental uh, properties together and then is making a round ball or is is make the it is making the powder uh, round. Yeah. You see. Strong. So what they say after that? Uh, namely, initial and sustained application of thoughts. This is the rounded things. So this is the rounded thing. As a skillful bat attendant puts the bat powder into the copper vessel, mix it with water, makes it round with his hand, and having made it round, he rounds it further with more wet powder and puts it. Actually, they even say that uh, you should put more. Uh, Wet powder, so, <laughs> so I, I was correct, and uh, and puts it into the vessel with this, without a scattering. So the vessel is very important. You have to put it there. So does the yogi place his mind and mental properties in the object? Wow. So does the yogi place his mind and mental properties in the object and produce a tranquility well? So that means we need to put the mind, think about that, we need to put the mind in our object of meditation. So whether it is anapana, or whether it is a kasina, or whether it is a fornament, or the meditation on metta, or the meditation on death, the mind has to apply itself towards that object of meditation. So, uh, thus one is able to produce uh, tranquility well. In this, in the first meditation, jhana, joy and bliss should be regarded as water initial and a sustained application of thought as the end that steers and makes it uh, the powder run, round. Thus one is able to produce tranquil, tran tranquility well. The mind and mental properties become rounded with joy and bliss and are not scattered because of the mind being kept on the object of meditation. Thus the rounded bad powder is like initial and sustained application of thought. Just as the bad powder is moistened truly, and just as it, though adhering, does not scatter, so the yogi in the first meditation jhana is filled with joy from head to foot, and from foot to skull, skin and hair, and dwells without falling. Thus one dwells in the realm of Brahma. So here, the following thing is that uh, they mention that uh, the, the person is full of joy and bliss from foot to skull and skin and air. Here the question that is uh, coming down is uh, joy and bliss are immaterial states. So how then can they fill the body? So that's a question. Then the mind, the, the joy and bliss, this is a mental thing. So how can it fill the body? 
And uh, here they just simply say that uh, the mind depends on matter, and the matter depends on mind. Therefore, if m mind is full of joy, matter also is full of joy. If, m if the mind is full of bliss, matter also is full of bliss. And again, matter that is bliss produced causes calm of body. And owing to the bliss of matter, the entire body is tranquilized. Thus, there is no contradiction. So this point also is mentioned in uh, some of the other commentaries. Th and uh, that point had been a kind of a controversial point at uh, some point, because they say, no, some people were saying, no, the, it, it refers only to, uh, to mental states, so the body is just the mental body. But other people who just take the, 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 the description there, is the, they say, no, it's not the mental body, it's the physical body. So the, the, fact, the fact is that uh, the mind is affecting the, the physical uh, phenomenon. So when the mind is full of joy and the mind is full of bliss, then also the body also is full of, of, uh, of joy and bliss. So it doesn't mean that uh, you put the, 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 the body in the bowl. No? The powder and the water is just is just mental uh, properties, and then the object is the, the the ball is just the object of meditation. So when you put your mind in the object of meditation, and then you make joy arise, and the bliss also arise, then uh, then that uh, that what the, that joy and bliss, the water is is, is just filling the the the, the uh, the soap powder, and then there is no part of that body of uh, soap powder uh, that is not filled with uh, with the joy and the bliss. But this is the mental uh, uh, body. This is the mental uh, properties. But the mind uh, cannot be separated from the body. So this is the this is the meaning. So when the mind is fully in the meditation fully uh, absorbed in the object of meditation, then uh, the body also is participating, the body is completely there. But the point is that, uh, the point is, is the object, uh, is the ball. So if there is no ball, if there is no ball, and then you, t like if you, you start to get your powder here, hmm? you start to get your powder, and uh, never mind, no, we are for a mess, so we'll make a good mess. So if you have your powder, now you have your joy and your bliss, and oh, that's fine. And then you decide, yes, I, you concentrate just on the, on the, on that mental property, huh? and then you say, yeah, yeah, that's good, good. Then you put a little bit more joy and bliss. <laughs> that's not good, you know, and uh, you are not going to be very successful with this. Why? Because you have lost your object. That is, you have lost. The ball. So if we don't have the ball to put the mind in and always apply the, 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 the mind in that, uh, in that object, <laughs> then uh, easily the mind will get dispersed because it's not uh, stable enough. Joy can be an object of meditation. Bliss also can be an object of meditation. But it, it will not have enough uh, uh, consistency. To, to reach the jhana. It can keep someone only to the upachara samadhi. 
So that's the, this is the difference. So the objects that uh, will lead someone to, next week we'll try to, to analyze and investigate the, the relationship with the object of meditation and the possibility uh, for them to, lis- to lead us to, uh, to specific jhana. So this was it for the, for the experiment. So also the different object, you know, like uh, we talk about balancing the mind. Uh, we talk also to balancing the mind. That means we need to look at our mental states. We need also to look at our physical uh, uh, conditions. And from time to time, we, we need to adjust. We need to adjust with uh, uh, making, uh, to motivate ourselves. We need to adjust by calming ourselves. And then also to reflect also a little bit, you know, about the meaning of uh, all what we are doing. And uh, just trying to, to be happy, to be motivated enough to continue and to, have, uh, to develop some perseverance in uh, what we are doing. So if we know how to, uh, to balance our mind and to balance our practice, then everything becomes much more easy. Everything also becomes uh, much more fruitful because we like what we are doing. So it makes a big difference. So whenever you see that uh, uh, there are some difficulties or uh, only with one meditation uh, object, you know, because for example, now the, the instructions is only, you now you stick to your meditation object and then don't leave it. Hmm? So, but because... Uh, because if we say it's very easy to be aware of the mind, it's very easy to, 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 to observe everything. Hmm? But it's more difficult to observe, uh, to observe the ball. Huh? But the ball is very important. The object of medi- meditation also is very important. So that's why uh, if we tell you, now please observe the ball here, huh? then if you observe the ball, you will see you know, the bad powder is in there, and then the water is there, and then you will see the, the hands <laughs> squeezing the, that thing. You know? So the fact of putting your mind on the ball, everything will be perceived. But we tell you, now don't look at the mind. Now just stick your mind to, to the object, just stick your mind to your meditation and don't investigate so much. Because eventually, when the mind is very concentrated and then also the, the, the faculties are balanced and, uh, and then you have attained a very uh, satisfactory degree of concentration, then, then at that time we say, okay, now investigate the dana factors or investigate the mind, investigate all the, the, the mental properties that, uh, that, is coming, that is coming together with, uh, with uh, these states of mind. So only after that, only when someone has uh, achieved a satisfactory uh, level of meditation, do we tell, okay, now look at the mind itself, you know. Because the point is is that uh, if we are investigating so much, okay, now what is happening to our mind, and, or am I concentrated, and what is, uh, why is this, why is that, and we are not applying enough of uh, energy so that the mind has not the possibility to go into absorption. So uh, they say that uh, for someone who is developing samatha, uh, calm and concentration, then the faculty of faith is very uh, important. So faith, uh, the five faculties, uh, when we develop samatha, faith is, uh, has to be, if the faith is predominant, then it's good, because faith you believe. So once you have identified, once you have chosen your meditation, 
if you trust what you are doing and also if you trust yourself with uh, the objective you are giving uh, then uh, then that faith is going to make you achieve so if someone however is uh, practicing insight and vipassana then the faculty of uh, wisdom has to predominate and the factor of investigation of state also has to predominate because you have to analyze and then you have to discriminate and uh, try to understand more and more so at that time the faculty of uh, understanding is necessary but in a, in any case if someone wants to achieve uh, uh, samatha then uh, by being able to balance uh, f- faith and uh, wisdom uh, they will succeed regarding the, the chanting in the morning you know I don't remember exactly what I told you uh, last week but uh, it seems that you have lost a lot of enthusiasm regarding uh, the chanting it seems to me so uh, you have to remember like if you have been to Asia you will see that uh, when the monks or when the people are chanting very often it's very cacophonic so don't worry now don't worry so much about uh, chanting together or anything just chant just try to have the 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 meaning of the words in your heart and try to pronounce try try to express it as you as you feel as you feel like uh. and also there is one uh, correction to be added at the on the sheet here i don't know why but uh, when the pali when it says uh, uh, may this merit of ours be apportionate to all beings. Then the, on the sheet you have idang no punya bagang sab satanang. So this is the the last phrase. So what it what is needed to add is idang no punya bagang sab satanang bagema because it's our merit that we are sharing. So bagema means uh, sharing. So it will be enough for tonight. Do you have any questions? Yes, yes. 
Yes. So, so the like the I asked that question to many teachers, and also the, the text themselves. Not only in the Vimuti Maga, but that uh, that simile is is given everywhere. So, uh, there is definitely no separation between the body, the 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 physical experience of jhana and the mental experience of jhana. There, there is obviously no uh, uh, no separation. But the thing is that. Uh, uh, somebody will experience joy and bliss from head to feet, you know, he will be saturated physically with that. And uh, this comes naturally when the mind, is, up, when the mind is, is getting well in the meditation. This is a side effect. And, uh, uh, but when someone is in, in the jhana, then the, the, body, the, the body goes in the background and the mind is just uh, is just with the object itself so if somebody when you are going out of jhana then you see that the body is very light and the body is full of that kind of bliss uh, and also before getting into jhana it's the same thing the body feels very light and you are full of uh, of those uh, mental qualities that are very positive and very special but uh, uh, in the jhana itself it's not uh, you don't look at that so, in the jhana, you are just with your object, and then you don't look back. Okay, now I am experiencing all. I am experiencing all those things. In the experience itself, the mind is with uh, with the object of meditation. But of course, if you are looking at the body before or after, or even when you are in the in the bliss of absorption, then you just uh, the, the 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 body is almost floating in the air. That's. Uh, that's, uh, this is what is dis- described, and we cannot say like the real experience of jhana is not different from uh, from whoever is practicing jhana. So if they describe jhana like this, th- it seems that uh, this is what has to be expected. Hmm? But the, the the detailed technical uh, point is that uh, is is just that that if the person is just uh, absorbed in the object, then the mind goes in the object. Hmm? And uh, because the mind is fully absorbed in the object, then the side effect, like when you do the the vipassana, you analyze uh, you analyze the, the the body constituent, and then you see that uh, the mind is able to influence the body a lot. The mind actually is able to create a, a matter that is uh, physical. So when the mind is deeply concentrated and deeply uh, full of uh, joy and bliss, then that joy, that then that purity of mind is also affecting the body, and the purity of mind also is af- is, is also creating a, a type of material uh, qualities that that can be felt. So, mm. so, so just to make sure I understand, this noticing of the body from head to toe being saturated with joy and bliss—that's before you go into the jhana and after you come out. Yes, yes, but it is there when the person is in jhana. Yes, but uh, no, no, they are not noticed. They, they, like uh, you don't, uh, you don't pay attention. You don't pay attention to that. What is predominating is mostly the the object. But actually, it's difficult to separate. But this is how, this is how it is described. Mm? So the the object of meditation is what is predominating. But everything is a, It is just a. The participation, it's a partici- participation of your all being. So the all being is in the, is in the experience. But, uh, but the mind, wh- where is the mind and how are the mental properties combined together? This is the, uh, uh, this is the description of the jhana. But also, uh, like they describe the jhana as a, 
someone who is able to cut the senses. So what is happening also in the jhana, according to Abhidhamma, is that uh, it is a mental process. So the mind is absorbed with a mental uh, image, or the mind is absorbed with a mental uh, creation. So it's a purely mental process. So at that time, the five senses don't work. That means you can hear, but the mind is not distracted. The mind does not pay attention to the sound. You can feel, but the mind is not paying attention to the, 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 the feeling. So because of that, because the mind is not uh, paying, directing attention to those five senses, then they, 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 they come to a still, and the mind is getting so much into the, the, the object that uh, the, the, the five senses uh, just uh, go so much in the back, back in the back that uh, they are not noticed, uh, not noticed at all. So it's the same thing with the physical joy and bliss. When someone is in full uh, absorption, uh, joy and bliss, physical, are, are still there, but uh, they are really in the background compared to the joy and bliss that are uh, pure mental uh, thing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.